I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm a registered nurse and an advanced aesthetic nurse since 2011, and I've helped thousands of clients from all over the world achieve beautiful, healthier, and happier skin. I'm a firm believer in aligning your body, mind, and spirit in order to reach the highest level of beauty. I'd like to introduce you to my very special guest, Chelsea Forbes. Chelsea joins us from Victoria, where she practices as a registered massage therapist. Thanks for joining us today, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. In this four-part series, we are going to dive straight into a number of different things, including the nuances of massage therapy, including prevention, rehabilitation, and optimization. Next, we are going to discuss the many ways yoga brings health and magic into our lives. Then we are going to dive into how when life gives you lemons, like acne-prone skin or crazy curly frizzy hair, how it can be a blessing in disguise on the path of self-discovery and learning about self-care. The last segment in this four-part series is going to get into overcoming trauma and getting into the shadow sides of our lives. Be sure to catch all four episodes in this series with Chelsea Forbes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to this four-part series. We are moving on to part two with the wonderful Chelsea Forbes. In this episode, we are going to discuss the many ways yoga brings health and magic into our lives. Chelsea, how do you like to describe what yoga is? Yoga is a beautiful practice of taking care of your mind, body, and soul. Yoga has a lot of different variations and approaches and there's a lot of different styles so you can meet the needs of your own body. Yoga brings awareness to your breath and it helps with varying different things such as your balance, strength, mobility, flexibility and it gives you a sense of ease When you are on your mat and breathing and in tune with your body, it helps calm your nervous system. So it helps bring wellness to your body. What are some... Well, you're actually a certified yoga instructor. Yes, I am. Perhaps I should preface this podcast episode by saying that. What are some of your favorite yoga practices? I personally love 
challenging practices that are more strength-based. I love hot yoga where your tissues are warmed up beforehand and then you're breathing. You're creating a lot of heat with just breath depending on what kind of breathing you're doing. And then you're working on strength and mobility. I personally love the heat. Not everybody does. Uh, that's why it's nice that there is so many different varieties. I love power yoga and I love relaxing zen de-stressing yoga which I found very beneficial over Christmas time. It's a really busy time in my practice. A lot of people coming in for massages at the end of the year, a lot of people that are really stressed out and so I have a lot of work that I have to do over December and I did like yoga nidra which is like a sleeping yoga restorative yoga yin yang yoga yin yoga very calm and soothing and more focusing on stretching rather than strengthening but that's what my body needed at that time so I change what type of yoga I do depending on what my goals are most yoga I like there's not very many that I don't like. I do find that my breath is quite big. I have a large lung capacity. So doing flow yoga where the breath is, you're moving from the poses quickly. That's probably my least favorite yoga because I feel like I need to catch up with my breath um, or that I'm breathing too quickly. I love all yoga. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Yoga is just amazing. It's been a huge part of my growth and development. And because I love yoga so much, that's why I became a yoga instructor. It's a totally different experience instructing people versus being a student. When you're a student, you don't have to think. You can just listen to the suggestions, listen to your body, follow the poses. When you're an instructor, you are giving suggestions, paying attention to how everybody is doing things. As a massage therapist, I'm also worried about form. Form is very important to me and some people are really good at leaving their ego at the door and not trying to do the most challenging poses and will listen to their body. However, there are some people that come in to do yoga and they want to do the most challenging pose and it's not benefiting them. It's better to do a easy, simple yoga pose properly than it is to do a challenging pose improperly. You should never sacrifice your breath for your pose. If you're holding your breath and not being able to be in tune with your breath when you're doing a yoga pose, then you should back off. And mm -hmm. as you practice yoga more, you learn that. So you can see when people are newer yoga um, goers than when you have experienced yogis. You see that difference. Absolutely. That's it was challenging. Cool. I did a power flow yoga class for a period of time, and it was an intermediate to advanced class. And I had people coming in who were not intermediate to advanced. And it was hard because I still wanted to give the people who were able to do the challenging class, give them their, you know, their challenge. However, I didn't want the newbies to hurt themselves. So it's a, it's a challenge to be in that yoga instructor kind of position at that time. What are some of the greatest impacts you see people gaining from practicing yoga? Self-awareness, being in tune with their body, improving their flexibility, gaining stronger core. It's an epidemic, people's core and glutes being weak. And Is this just from sitting? Mostly, mostly from sitting and they're not... 
especially the glutes from sitting. When you're sitting, your glutes, your gluteus maximus extends the hip. And when you're sitting, your hips are flexed. So it's in a stretched position, is not being fired properly. And so then I find a lot of my clients with really, really tight low backs and hamstrings, and it's coming from their glutes being weak, dysfunctional, as well as core weakness. Because we live in Victoria, which is a very government city, there's a lot of desk workers. I see a lot of desk workers. And a common pattern is tight hip flexors, weak core, tight hamstrings, tight low back, weak glutes, tight pecs and weak lower traps. I see it every day in my practice. And so I can help with lengthening through the tissues that are tight, but people are required to on their own strengthen the the muscles that are weak on the other side. So core is an important portion of a lot of yoga and working on the core, it gives you strength in the center of your body so that the extremities aren't overworking and creating this dysfunctional pattern. So I find that core strength and body awareness, the biggest, most important parts of yoga for people as well as breath. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's like the easiest way to calm your body and mind and your spirit is to just focus on your breath. Yes, and there's different breathing. So there's breathing that is calming and there's breathing that's heating. And hugely invigorating. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I did this incredible meditation on the Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. And I did it and I was like, holy cow, I feel like I can climb, climb Everest right now. It was nuts. I actually had tingling in my extremities. I was so jacked. And it's really neat when you get to do those types of breath and then you just stop in like Tadasana, mountain pose, and you just feel your body and see what it feels like because you do get that tingliness. Yeah. I was like, well, I've never done cocaine. Is that what it's like? <laughs> you're just like, you're totally ready to go. It is quite fascinating. Yes. Like I had done a, um, a foundations. No, it wasn't a foundations. It was a yoga class at Mokshana where I work and the instructor, she's so lovely. And she had us bringing our arms up into the air and then swinging them down as we crouched down and having them behind us as we breathed out really quick. And we'd breathe in to bring our arms up and stand up tall and breathe out and crouch down and swing our arms back. And we did it over and over and over again. And then we stood there and it was just like, you're wired and it is so neat and it's similar with doing massage if you're doing slow strokes you soothe the sympathetic uh, nervous system and if you're doing quick vigorous movements then you stimulate Mm -hmm. the tissues so if you're working in a uh, with triathletes in their in their run you you aren't doing slow massage on them because they still need to get up and keep going and so you're working with jostling the tissues and quickly stimulating them so you get different effects based on your technique mm-hmm. so breath can be extremely soothing it can be warming it can be invigorating depending on what kind of breath and that's one of my parts of going to yoga teacher training that I really loved is our homework was doing yoga meditation, breathing. Amazing. Um, right? <laughs> so going to school for massage and yoga were amazing. We practice doing massage on each other. We get to do yoga classes and meditation. It's like a skill that everybody should have. It's like nursing. Oh, ab- <laughs> everybody should be a nurse. <laughs> so you can probably look after yourself and your, yes, your family, right? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah. Going to school for massage and yoga was 
amazing mm-hmm. programs for me to do and homework to do breathing exercises and the varying different ones. There's so many different ways that you can breathe and focus mm-hmm. on your breath and finding the one that works for you. Yeah, I love that. So if you're listening and you're a busy professional and you find that you have that afternoon lull, you kind of get a little leggy, you get a little bit tired. A lot of people have this. What is that? When two or three o'clock hits and you just are tired, right? Instead of fatigue. Yeah. Instead of having another coffee, just do some wild breathing exercises. Yes. <laughs> yes. Naturally enhance your energy ashwagandha is what my naturopath had me on as I you know when you get that drop around two three Mm o'clock it can be a sign of adrenal insufficiency which can happen with high stress lives which most of us live in this modern day society Mm -hmm. so finding ways to reduce your stress in your life by breathing doing yoga going for a massage getting be, in nature getting in nature hanging out with the trees so there's nothing amazing. wrong with that oh my God. and there is actually research to back up the importance of forest bathing i believe it japan actually had a government initiative on this i love it and the conclusion was uh decreased blood pressure and increased immune function I feel amazing when I'm out in nature. That's a huge passion for me, going out and hiking, going for walks, being out in the trees or by the ocean. Mm -hmm. It feels so refreshing and it's grounding and it clears my mind and I think about things that are very enlightening and it's a beautiful thing and my son loves being out in nature too and so we get to go be out in nature together and it's Mm -hmm. the most amazing bonding experience being out in nature with somebody who you love and be able to have conversations about life. Yeah I do little writers retreats over to Salt Spring Island where I've been writing my book most of my book has been written on Salt Spring or out in nature when I'm in a really good headspace and I just get those amazing messages. I think that that's amazing. I'll make sure I get you a copy. Fantastic. What are some of the things you like to recommend your clients do to enhance their body, mind, and spirit? The It really depends on the individual. I really try to understand that person and where they need extra support and help in general, self-love is important for everybody. Really caring about who you are and how you feel and assessing how the things that you're doing affect you and how you feel. People's feelings are very valid and you want to do things that make you happy, excited, and feel good. And when you do that, it helps your mind, body, and soul. And it really varies person to person and what is going to feel good for them, but being positive and surrounding yourself by good people and taking care of your body, nourishing your body with healthy foods and hydrating your body and exercising it and taking time to reduce stress in whatever form that looks like, whether it be yoga or massage or going to the float house or being out in nature. I have to do that. It is the so amazing. The sensory deprivation It really things. is so lovely. What a nice experience. The facility in Victoria, the float house, is a beautiful facility, and it's a really nice atmosphere being there. And if you can just get yourself into that 
tub and just lay there and breathe. Like when I first start doing it, my breath is quite loud. Like I can hear it as I'm breathing and breathing. And then I start to slow the intensity of the breath, but the breath stays big hmm. if that makes any sense and then I will almost I've almost fallen asleep I think you almost probably get desensitized to that stimuli yeah it's a it's almost like I breathe a lot and try and focus on it and then as I am able to get more into a meditative state then I still breathe deep but it's not as vigorous and hmm. it is such a lovely feeling for the people who have a hard time doing it or technically the people that need to To do do it (laughs) but that might not be their form of Mm de-stressing and relaxing their body because some people actually get a benefit of being really active absolutely like my husband gabriel for example so releasing their um their intensity in their body by being intense and then and then (sighs) yeah it's like they need to get that energy out that way absolutely and people need different things in order to get what they need Mm -hmm. for their own personal health and wellness. And that's where the self-discovery comes in. I love recommending people just try different things and see how they feel. Absolutely. And you never know until you try it. And sometimes you'll try one thing once and you might not think it's the thing. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't completely say, don't do it again. Don't write it off. Don't write it off. You might revisit it at a different cycle of your life. Absolutely. And it changes your needs and what works for you as life goes on. Mm -hmm. The only constant is change. The only constant is change. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Everything is constantly changing. That's actually a basic um, physical sciences. It's like a law. Yeah. And people can be afraid of change, and it's fair. People get comfortable with certain things, and they don't. There's fear around things shifting. If you get out of that comfort zone and you push yourself into just trying things, you may find things that actually feel really good and you want to do more of it. But if you don't try, if you never never try, you'll never know. (laughs) Okay, this is my favorite question because it has the M word. Why is yoga so magical? And why do you think yogis have that yoga glow? What do you think that is? I think that it really boils down into being in tune with your own body and being able to spend that quality time feeling your body and listening to your body and being present. That's the other thing about yoga is being in the present moment. A lot of People can spend a lot of time in their past and, you know, let their past weigh them down. And sometimes people spend a lot of time thinking about their future. It's important to have goals and think about your future. And it's also beneficial to understand your past and how it's got you where you are. However, you want to make the time to be present, to be grateful for mm-hmm. just exactly where you are. And when you do yoga, you can just be present and be like, this is where I am right now. Don't think about all the other things that you need to do for the rest of the day. Don't think about your goals for, you know, five, ten years down the road. Don't think about your past and, you know, anything positive or negative about it. Just be on your mat. Be present. and That's the best way to reduce anxiety. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is important to appreciate the present moment and come back to it every so often I do it regularly throughout the day you 
can't just live in the future and the past and be fulfilled and complete without appreciating exactly where you are. It may not be where you want to be, but think about how far you've come to get where you are and being in the present moment. So yoga is beautiful for being right there, right then, thinking that I've devoted this time to being on my mat, listen to my body, nourish my body through asanas, poses, and breath, and it's going to give you a glow. <laughs> totally. Something that just popped into my awareness as you were saying that was the fact that I'm doing this podcast. It's like everything I've learned, I started helping my girlfriends and you know, age 14, they had health questions with this and the other thing. My mom was a nurse. So I always kind of intuitively had this, or rather I would say this innate desire to want to help and heal people. And then I got my nursing degree and then I wasn't done with that. Then I did my pre-med, got all my physical sciences under my belt, applied to med school, realized I still want to do rejuvenation procedures. And now it's kind of moving towards education. So I look back on that and I get a lot of joy looking back on all of the, the things that I've learned and the wisdom, and now I'm here sharing that. Absolutely, and it's, an, it's a beautiful thing. I absolutely admire you for you. your journey, what it is that you are trying to do, and help people. I love helping people. You love helping people, mm -hmm. and we're able to connect in that way. We've learned a lot of things along our journey, which have been very different, and we've learned different things, and we're trying to get that information out so that people can live happier, healthier, more confident, fulfilling lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is absolutely amazing what it is that you're doing and sharing and really putting that energy and that effort into making other people know that information as well and experience the great things that you've experienced through your experiences. Thank you. And it's very multidisciplinary. It's like we've talked about this before in the, the first episode of the series. It's all pieces of the puzzle. To be optimally aligned with your body, mind, and spirit to, I think, be. That's what helps you be as beautiful as possible. It's a lot of different people in the mix to help guide you. And practitioners like yourself or seeing a naturopath or your physician for different things or nutritionist to make sure that your, your diet's all dialed in. There's so many people necessary to have a multidisciplinary approach. I completely agree. And mm -hmm. that's where I'm going with my path is more of being a resource center for mm -hmm. clients where exactly. we can figure out what it is that our clients love and what makes them happy and how to achieve it and what kinds of things that they can do or who they can see to help them because mm -hmm. you can't be a specialist in everything. So mm -hmm. you see specialists for the things that they specialize in. Exactly. So I don't have as much time to devote to learn as many things as you do about skincare. So I come to you and I'm like, how can I improve my skin health and vibrancy? And so going to the professionals that help you in that area and knowing which professionals to seek help for can help you ultimately bring health and wellness into your life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really important to seek that professional health because we can kind of fixate on one thing. I see this all the time and, it, and it, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Someone will come and see me and they'll say, oh, this brown spot bothers me. 
and there's like 20 other brown spots on their face. <laughs> or this wrinkle bothers me, and you know, there's 10 other wrinkles. And it's important to have someone like myself take a step back for them and say, well, actually, you're beautiful. So don't worry about that, but let's kind of do a few other things in the process so that you actually get the best benefit out of what you're trying to achieve. So we can help guide people to make smarter choices. Which is such a rewarding thing to do. It's super fun. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to this second episode of this four-part series with the lovely Chelsea Forbes registered massage therapist and yoga instructor, and myself, Rachel Varga, registered nurse. Be sure to tune in to the next episodes in this series, where we're going to talk about when life gives you lemons like acne-prone skin or crazy curly frizzy hair like what I had growing up, how to you know use that as a way to undergo a path of self-discovery and learn about self-care. And then in the last episode of this four-part series, we're going to talk about how to uncover and overcome trauma and the shadow sides of us and basically grow from that and become resilient beings so that we can continue to serve ourselves and others. It's been such a pleasure. I really, really enjoy spending this time with you and being able to talk about these things. And thank you so much for having me. It was such a rush for me. It's exciting. It's out of my comfort zone and it makes me feel alive to be here and talking about these things that we've learned about and um, to share this information with other Mm -hmm. people that maybe can resonate with them and help them. Chelsea, where can people find you? Find me on Instagram at livelife.everyday. I love it. That's an awesome handle. Good job, girl. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today and teaching us about the most important aspects that we need to start putting into play in our lives every single day to better align our body, mind, spirit. And you've heard me say this before, when all those pieces of the puzzle are aligned, that's when you're going to be your most beautiful self on the inside and out. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and do an Instagram story of you listening to these episodes because it helps other people find this podcast too. Continue the conversation at rachelvarga.ca where you can register for my newsletter and even pre-register for my upcoming multidisciplinary course for helping you age impossibly well. I'll drop the links in the show notes below. See you in the next episode.